Can we now continue with our brand new campaign focusing on the benefits of investing in cryptocurrencies? The cryptocurrency question of the week is brought to you by Revix, the smartest and easiest way to invest in cryptocurrencies. And as usual, we are joined by Sean Saunders, the CEO and founder of Revix, who is our guest. Good morning, Sean. Thanks very much for having me. Thank you for joining us again. Today we talk about risks to investing in cryptocurrency. What is the main difference between investing in the stock market and investing in crypto? So I think the first point maybe just to note here is that stocks, uh, with shares as we call them in South Africa, they have very different factors that impact their returns. And these factors are, you know, the economic growth, inflation, interest rates, so all the sort of indicators that you hear on the news. Cryptocurrencies are sort of driven by an entirely different set of indicators. So if you think about the growth of digitization, Uh, globalization where you've got international payments and funny enough actually the depreciation of the currencies that we use today like the rands dollars pounds etc you know that all contributes to greater use of cryptocurrency so yeah i mean they they're similar in the sense that you can invest in both but they're very different in that the factors that drive their returns are completely completely different so just tell us again about some of the factors that's driving those returns in the cryptocurrency space you mentioned for instance, depreciation of, you know, normal currencies, also the uptake in, 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 in digital currencies, I suppose. What, 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 just explain to us a little bit more about that. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, think about the payment system today. Currently, I instruct my bank that holds my money, such as FNB or you know, ABSO or any other bank, to then make a payment to your bank. Mm-hmm. And that takes anywhere from one to two. And if you're making an international payment, you know, that takes seven days. So one to two days locally, you know, even longer internationally, that's a bit weird, right? Because essentially sending digital money should be like sending an email. Yes. And the other thing is a lot of banks actually charge you to make payments. I mean, I don't know if you've ever made an international payment before, but you land up paying a ridiculous fee for doing that. So cryptocurrencies are sort of challenging that notion. They're looking to make money more smart. They're looking to make money uh, more international, cheaper. And I think the interesting other point, which people don't really talk about when you talk about cryptocurrencies and smart money is that you can do a whole bunch more with it. Imagine when you make a payment to, let's say, um, you know, a company in South Africa that's gone for a tender, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you don't know where those funds go once you've made a payment to them. With crypto or some sort of digital currency, you're able to actually track where exactly that money is spent. Mm-hmm. Or if you think about the social grants you have in South Africa, you can put restrictions potentially in place to say, listen, you can't spend this money on alcohol or you know, at any of these unwanted outlets. And that's really powerful. So for someone like me who's never invested in digital currencies, and it's a completely foreign concept um, for me, um, particularly because I don't understand the risk, um, my understanding of why uh, cryptocurrency is way more um, trustworthy is because of the blockchain technology that sits behind it. Is that true? Uh, yes, to a degree. I think it's important to understand as well the companies that you're investing with because, you know, it's, it's it, as an example, Revix, right? You know, we recently raised a fair amount of money. We're backed by a JC listed investor. We're a reputable firm. There's a whole bunch of companies out there. And, you know, Merit Trading International was sort of the big unfortunate story in South Africa. But there's a lot of companies out there which just aren't reliable and reputable. So it doesn't matter really when you're looking at cryptocurrency because, yes, you know, blockchain technology does enable uh, more efficient you know, trackability, I suppose, of transactions and all the rest, which makes it trustless. But, you know, you need to have a crypto provider that does sort of, you know, assist you and that they are reliable. 
So do you suggest to the South African market, people like myself, who are interested in in crypto, is it good to invest in now? I mean, some people, you know, for people like me who maybe um, haven't had um, too much experience with it and we see what's happening in the news, on the headlines, it just seems like it's all of a sudden blown up. Is it still good for me to invest? Can I still get in? Because we hear about some ridiculous amounts that it costs to buy one Bitcoin. But I believe that I don't need to buy a whole one. <laughs> no. So you can actually, with Revix, you can spend just 150 Rand and you could buy a fraction of a Bitcoin, a fraction of an Ethereum token, or one of our crypto bundles. And that's just 150 Rand. So you certainly don't need about 920,000 Rand, which is what one Bitcoin's worth today. So that's the first good news. Uh, I think the second thing which you just need to think about, and maybe I'll tell you a little bit of a story here, actually, because I'll, I'll tell you my own personal investing story with, with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Back in 2015, and this is well before, you know, it started becoming a mainstream thing. I was looking at this going, hell, I've missed out. Like, can you believe it? You know, the price has gone up to over $100 a Bitcoin. I've just lost out. There's no way that it's going to go higher. And it went higher. In 2017, I said exactly the same thing. Oh, $20,000, it'll never do that again. And it's gone now to where is it about $52,000. And I mean, it got to 64. And it's that sort of narrative because I think looking at past returns, you know, that provides some information, but the real opportunity here is to look at what market is being disrupted. And Bitcoin is looking to become global money. And I mean, that's a very big market. So currently, Bitcoin's worth about $1 trillion in total. That's all the Bitcoin in circulation. And if you're looking at the gold market that is potentially looking to disrupt as a store of value, or even just the money markets, actual physical money that we have or digital money that we have today, you're looking at a market that's well over 15 or $20 trillion. And that's really the big upside potential here, where it starts to disrupt some of these bigger markets. So instead of thinking about it as kind of where it's at now, it's thinking about the potential for it to grow, given the fact that they have these really, really ambitious plans, which I think is great to make money smarter, to make money cheaper and to make money accessible across the globe. So it's, 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 it's a great um, it's a great vision to have. And it seems like lots, lots, lots of potential still for people like me um, to still uh, get involved. So, so talk to me about. What are some of the things that I need to consider um, when I'm coming in wanting to invest in, in, in Bitcoin from a, from a risk perspective? I mean, I know that if I invest my money into the stock market, I can, I can lose my money. Is it the same? Of course. Is it the same with Bitcoin? You definitely can lose money. So I think that's the important preface sort of to, to mention here is that, you know, cryptocurrency markets, they can go up, they can go down. So this is not a guaranteed investment. And if anyone tells you that there's a cryptocurrency investment that's guaranteed, don't believe them. I think that's a, a good starting point when it comes to advice. Um, I think the other interesting point to note just when you're making an investment into crypto in general is to treat it like any other investable category. You wouldn't go to the stock market and just pick one stock. You'd probably want to own a basket of cryptocurrencies. Sorry, you'd want to own a basket of stocks. And what we offer at Revix is to say, well, we want to offer a basket of cryptocurrencies. So instead of you picking just one uh, cryptocurrency like Bitcoin or Litecoin or Ethereum, you can own a diversified basket that then tracks the market over time. And that means that if the cryptocurrency market grows, which is you know, what's, what it's done over the last 12 months um, in quite spectacular fashion, you're then exposed to that growth. So you're not sort of gambling, um, which I think is an important note as well, which we really try sort of emphasize at Revix. And 
of course, then when I come to you guys, you guys are going to advise me in terms of these kinds of lovely nuggets of, of, of information. Because that makes absolute sense. But let me just tell you, I didn't think about it like that. The <laughs> fact that, you know, in a, in, a, in a regular market, in the stock market, you would have a diversified portfolio. You know, why wouldn't you do the same um, in a crypto environment? Makes absolute sense. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's a big opportunity that we saw already with Revix. As we said, well, people are treating this, this cryptocurrency market like a, a casino, right? They're just yes. going and buying Bitcoin. Bitcoin or Litecoin, and they're like hoping that they're going to make millions overnight. And that's just not how it works, right? You invest, it goes up. Sure, you can make a quick buck, but the real opportunity here isn't over a two or three month investment. It's over a two to three or five year investment when this really becomes something that's big and significant. Mm. We're talking to Sean Saunders, who's the CEO and founder of Revix. It is, um, we're talking about risk. Uh, I think there were two other episodes before this, which of course you can go onto the Cape Talk website uh, to listen uh, to Kino's interviews with um, Sean. But today we're talking about uh, risk in particular. So, Sean, does it compare in South Africa to other investment classes like like property and shares and bonds? I mean, we've all been watching it so closely um, with, you know, the, the, the global pandemic. Uh, we've all been watching our, 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 our different investment classes. How does how does this compare? So it is another investable category. I think that's an important note from, you know, Revix society. We say, well, you know, sure, some cryptocurrencies can be used for payment purposes. But for us, we're really saying, well, let's treat this as an investable category. And that means if you're looking at stocks, if you're looking at property, if you're looking at bonds, um, cryptocurrencies, these are all just investable categories that you should consider when you're building a long-term portfolio. So when you sit there and you say, well, I've got some money, I want to invest it. We say, well, do not come to Revix and invest all your money in cryptocurrency. Mm. Go own some gold. Go own some property. Go own, and if it's not property, you know you can go buy a REIT, an R E I T, on uh, the JSE, which gives you diversified exposure to property in quite a tax-efficient manner. Mm-hmm. And it's these sort of, you know, the, this diversification approach and these various approaches where you buy lots of different assets. That means that it doesn't matter what happens in the general economy. Um, when the stock market fell really sharply last year and didn't perform that well, uh, the crypto market was obviously booming. And it's those sort of diversification elements that really make building a diversified portfolio really useful. I don't know much about this, but it just strikes me, Sean, as you're talking. So for me as an individual wanting to invest in, in this, but how are the bigger corporations, so like your pension funds and those kinds of things, are they looking at cryptocurrency markets and saying, mm, this is maybe where we should be moving some of our, some of our uh, portfolios to? Uh, in some of the more progressive countries, yes. Unfortunately, in South Africa, I think we're a little slower than uh, some of these other markets. So you have got some pension funds that have contacted us and said, well, Tell us a little bit more about this. This seems quite interesting. Um, but in the U.S., you've seen a lot of big companies. Tesla came out. You know, they bought $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin. You saw MicroStrategy. I think they've purchased now over $1.5 million worth of Bitcoin. Um, so these are big companies, um, you know, potentially, uh, you know, in the future, trillion-dollar companies that have allocated a little bit of their balance sheet where they would ordinarily hold dollars or pounds or, you know, fiat currency, and they're now allocating that to Bitcoin. And that, I think, has started this domino effect where you've got now thousands of companies all over the world buying Bitcoin. And if you had said, you know, three years ago that you would have big listed companies buying Bitcoin, honestly, people would have just laughed at you. Mm -hmm. And I can say today that I think in two years' time, you will have every pension fund and central bank on earth buying Bitcoin, buying Ethereum, and buying other cryptocurrencies. How many years' time? I need to figure out how long I've got to get in in the game. How many years' time? Did you say two years' time? I'd say two years' time. That would be my guess. So the idea would be then to get in on the action before they do. 
<laughs> yes. Well, I guess that's the million-dollar question or trillion-dollar question, should I say. Right. Um, we did also see um, earlier that, um, you know, companies like Tesla, you, you alluded to the fact that they, they bought uh, they bought Bitcoin, but they also very made it very, very clear that the intention is to actually accept um, a cryptocurrency as a, as, as a, as a form of, of tender. Uh, for purchasing of their products, um, you know, do you think that cryptocurrency is going to be standardised currency in, in in the future? Um, yes and no. So it's a bit interesting here because Bitcoin, you know, it appreciates in value. So when it increases in value, why do you want to spend it? And that makes it more like gold than it does a normal currency. So maybe in two or three years' time, people will, when obviously Bitcoin has increased in value and, you know, people then aren't hoarding it quite in the same way as they're doing it today, maybe it'll be used for payment purposes. But I see Bitcoin sort of, you know, kind of challenging gold a little bit more instead of becoming a new um, means of payment. Uh, I think there's other cryptocurrencies that are probably more efficient as a means of payment. And we actually have a cryptocurrency bundle. So one of these diversified products that we offer um, our customers to invest in called the Payments Bundle. And this provides exposure to the likes of Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash, XRP. So these are other cryptocurrencies that are actually looking to become digital cash. So I think somewhere in that bundle, you probably would find uh, you know, a cryptocurrency that would challenge the global fiat payment system. Um, but I think Bitcoin's actually playing a little bit more into uh, being like digital gold. Fascinating. Fascinating stuff. It's 10.47. We are obviously um, inside of our cryptocurrency question of the week, which is brought to you by Revix. And we are chatting to Sean Saunders, who is the CEO and um, founder of, of Revix. So for someone um, who is very risk-averse, uh, <laughs> but yet I'm super curious, and I want to come in and kind of add to, to my portfolio and put my toe in the water. Uh, what would be your advice to someone what, like me in, in, in terms of, you know, how, how, how much I should be um, bringing in, um, you know, obviously not investing money that I can't afford to lose. Um, what, what, what would be the first set of things that you would tell me I need to consider? Sure. So I think the first bit of advice would be to start small. If somebody's telling you to go run into a market and I'm asking you to be a long-term investor, that doesn't really make sense. I'm saying go look at the long-term opportunity here and invest a small amount of money over time. And this is called dollar cost averaging or in South Africa, rand cost averaging. So that means start out with 150 rand with us. Start out with 500 rand. Start out with 1,000 rand. Whatever you feel comfortable. It's certainly money that you could potentially you know, lose 20 to 50% of because that's just sort of how volatile this market can be. Go and you know, make a regular investment. Start out, get comfortable with the platform that you're using, reach out to customer support, make sure that that customer support is actually there um, and make sure that they can assist you along the journey. And yeah, I guess once you've done that, you'll sort of you know, be pulled into this market all, all that more. And I think the interesting thing as well, when you look forward um, and you see a more digitized world and you see how crypto all of a sudden starts fitting into that, I think that's when things get really exciting because then you're sort of more engaged with your investments. And I think that's the most key kind of bit of advice that I could give today, which is that investments shouldn't just be give the money to somebody else. It should be a case of you being actively uh, engaged with what you're investing in. And I think crypto has that potential. I love that. You should be actively engaged. We've got a question um, from one of the listeners, Dick from Somerset West. Good morning. Your question for Sean? Yes, good morning, Saskia. Um, you know, I, look, uh, time has passed a lot. I, I, wish, I wish I'd gotten into this at the time, but I, too, really couldn't believe what I was seeing, you know. But here's the thing. It's not that far in the past that exchange controls 
were very, very rigid. And they still exist to a large degree in some parts of the world. This is going to drive a bus right through the efforts of governments to protect their own currency and to exchange and, and to employ exchange controls you know, against their populations and so forth. And uh, that strikes me that it, it, this could be setting itself up for a major, major fight with governments. And uh, I don't think the governments can win on this because what's happening here is that the free market is, is actually asserting itself, which I think is a damn good thing. But I'm just wondering if there's not going to be a hell of a scrap uh, over, over that particular issue. Uh, I will leave you with that. Thank you for uh, thank you for taking my call, Saskia. A very good question. Your thoughts, Sean? Yeah, I think that's a brilliant point. I think governments are definitely battling, and that's why you haven't seen any regulation in South Africa just yet, mm-hmm. because governments don't know how to regulate this new asset class. I think what governments have, well, I know what they've proposed, I mean, we've spoken to the regulators about this, is that there's something called a passporting rule which essentially means that us as cryptocurrency exchanges essentially need to adhere to, or as a cryptocurrency investment platform, should I say, we're not really an exchange. But as an investment platform, we would then need to adhere to exchange controls and we would perform all the necessary checks and report everything we need to report to the various regulatory authorities. And I think that's probably the way that this will go forward. And you'll end up having sort of a split between a black market, cryptocurrency market, that is, and a you know, normal legal regulatory covered uh, cryptocurrency market. Over the long term, there's absolutely no way that the more traditional uh, capital markets can exist alongside uh, this new digital asset world of crypto. They're just, they're just too different. Hmm. I mean, uh, Dick was saying about the, the free market asserting itself, you know, we can have a whole long conversation about how free the free market is. Um, and uh, yeah, so this is really, really exciting developments because I, I do think that we need change and we do need shift. I've got a question in on the WhatsApp line, Sean. Is SARS and uh, other tax agencies, are they watching crypto? And what is the plan when it comes to tax? Yes. So the answer to that question is that they are definitely watching uh, what's going on in the crypto space. They haven't yet come out with a requirement for cryptocurrency uh, platforms like Revix to actually report any information to SARS. I'm almost certain that within the next 12 months, they will require that. So that's something we've got ready for because currently, and this is a bit of a pain for a lot of people, is that they're investing in cryptocurrency. It's increased in value. Where, you know, with us, a basket of cryptocurrencies, it's increased in value. Fantastic. Now they need to report that gain to SARS. And trust me, uh, I've, <laughs> I've had to do this quite a few years. Um, I've got an honors in statistics. And hell did I spend a lot of time battling to do sure. this, but I actually had to turn around to my dad and say, listen, dad, you're a tax practitioner. Please help me. What do I do? Wow. And that's actually a big issue. So I saw do need to require exchanges and platforms like us to provide that information. So that's a bit of a value-added service. But in a nutshell, yes, SARS are looking at this, and I would certainly not recommend to anyone uh, not to report any gains. Mm. Rather, if you've made money, just pay over some money to SARS. You'll sleep better mm. at night, and it's the right thing to do. It is the right thing to do, absolutely. Um, are there, um, where can people find find you? How do we how do we actually you know reach out? And is there should we be reading stuff? You know, coming to your earlier point about, you know, you should be active in your uh, investments. Yes, definitely. So I think it starts with you've got to understand sort of what this whole blockchain thing is. It's like sort of us talking about the Internet in the early 90s. People are like, what does this do? Uh, The future is going to be driven by blockchain. It is going to be as big as the Internet. That means I think and I suggest that you should go out and probably start reading about that. Now, blockchain kind of exists or coexists, should I say, with crypto. 
And that means going and understanding why Bitcoin has actually increased in value to the point that it's worth $1 trillion. Um, it actually became more valuable, or the entire cryptocurrency market, should I say, has become more valuable than the most valuable company in the world, being Apple. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. And it's not just wild speculation and, and all the rest. And it's just really because this you know, digital future is going to be so different than the one we have today. And it's going to be driven by blockchain technology and cryptocurrencies. So I think it's important to read about that. And it's important to read about the company that you invest with. So with Revex, you can head over to www.revex.com. You can look at what we offer, the different investment products. Uh, There's a lot of research material that we have as well and educational material that we have there. And if you have any questions, our customer support are there 24-7 to help you out. Brilliant. Absolutely love that. Um, what What is the website? It's R E V I X. That is correct. People, for some reason, either say Revex or Revex, but it's yeah, <laughs> R-E-V-I-X. R-E-V-I-X. Sean, it has been absolutely wonderful uh, chatting to you. Uh, any last words that you want to leave with our audience? Uh, last bit of advice. Just make sure that when you're investing in crypto, that you understand the risks. I think there's too many platforms out there promising returns, mm-hmm. uh, you know, talking about cryptocurrency as this get-rich-quick scheme, and that's not the case. This, is not, this should be treated like any other investable category. And, yep, there's a lot of money that can be made, but let's just be realistic. There could also be a lot of money that's lost, so be prudent. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Sean Saunders, who is the CEO and founder of Revix. Revix offers the easiest, safest and smartest way to invest in cryptocurrencies. Their diversified crypto baskets contain the world's top cryptocurrencies and are like buying the JSE Top 40 or the S&P 500, but for crypto. Head over to Revix, that's R-E-V-I-X dot com and sign up for free if you use the promo code talk you also get 100 rand bitcoin deposited straight into your revix account when you make your first investment